Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. Our desire at MOF PHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. Do you mind if I preach this morning? And do you mind if I just throw down a little bit? And if you think I'm going to preach like a college president, forget it, okay? I don't know how to preach like that, okay? I'm going to just give you some scripture. Now, how many of you are my age in the building and you are 67 years old or older? Rudolph, raise your hand. (laughs) All right. How many of you are under 30 years old? Come on, get them high. All right, these are the ones that I really want to preach to. Now, let me see if I can bring in a few more people here. How many of you are ugly? (laughs) Oh, it's amazing. I'm amazed that the number of hands went up. How many of you are beautiful or handsome? You know who you are. Come on. You know who, come on, amen. All right, all right. These are the people I want to speak to specifically today. And so I'm going to be using a PowerPoint, and if you can get that PowerPoint flowing, and hopefully they'll be able to keep up with us, and if not, we'll just preach anyway. Amen. Now, Paul, when he's writing to the church at Corinth, he actually will write four epistles. We have three of those combined into two. But Paul makes a statement, and in that statement, he's talking about days of challenge that he had. But he also considered those days of challenge as days of opportunity. Paul said, for a great door, a great door, an effectual is open unto me. But there are many adversaries. And so this morning, I'm on the way. Amy, oh, wow, wow, wow. Could we get that choir to come to Holmes Bible College? Every Sunday morning at Holmes Memorial Tabernacle Church, I'm on the way this morning. And so I've chosen to use one of my journey scriptures as the primary scripture for our session today. And that scripture you'll find in the book of Numbers. Numbers chapter 14 and verse 8. And as we're considering this door that is before us, these are days of challenges that we're facing today in America. Only 16% of Americans go to church one time a week. And in America, I know President Obama said that we're no longer a Christian nation, but there's a lot of things he don't know about us. Amen. I'm going to preach now. And so when we look at all the challenges before us, we must recognize the opportunities as well. I go back in the book of Numbers, and in Numbers chapter 13, Moses had chosen 12 spies. And those 12 spies went into the land of Canaan. And they came back, and they were talking about they brought grapes back. And the Bible says the grapes were such a big cluster that two men had to put a pole and, oh, wouldn't we love to have some of those grapes? Amen. And so they're talking about the land, and they said it is a land flowing with milk and with honey. But 
There are giants in the land. And then they begin to focus on the the challenges that were there. And they begin to say, oh, the challenges, the giants. But the old dude and the ugly dude of the 12 spies, his name was Caleb. His name actually means bulldog. His mama took one look at him and saw he was an ugly child and named him by the permission of the father, ferocious bulldog. And so the old bulldog, I don't know, we could call him maybe James Coley. I don't, I don't know. But the old bulldog stood up and he said, let us go up at once. Let us go up at once and possess it for it is a good land. And all that night they moaned and they groaned and they played that ain't it awful game and they were looking at all the things, that, the challenges that was ahead of them and Moses and Aaron, they were beside themselves. Leadership is bowing down under the load of the oppression. But then the next day, the old dude stands up again. But this time, he's got the youngest spy with him whose name was Joshua the son of Jephunneh. And Joshua, the young, handsome spy, his mama took one look at him and named him Savior, named him Joshua. And so the old dude, all the old ones, raise your hands again. Come on, get them up, get them up. And so the old dude and the young dude are there together. And they say this, if the Lord delight in us, If the Lord dance with us, if the Lord has relationship with us, then he will bring us into the land and he will give it to us. And with it is a land which flows with milk and honey before we move from Greenville, South Carolina in six years or so, ever how long the Lord directs. I'm going to catch me groundhogs. We've got on the campus of Holmes Bible College, the oldest groundhog is Jorge. We've named him Jorge, George. And George has now reproduced. Groundhogs give you three litters a year. And groundhogs love dandelions. And dandelions are an aphrodisiac for groundhogs. Don't think it works for us. But they're just producing groundhogs everywhere. Last Monday night, I went out to my garden. And Jorge Jr., he's just a little fellow with a little short nubby tail. Jorge Jr. was sitting there under one of my eggplants. And Jorge Jr. was just munching away on the leaves of my eggplants. and But he had a big leaf draped over his head, over his eyes. And he couldn't see because he was eating one leaf, but the other one was covering his eyes. And I walked up within three feet of him. And I said, hey, Bo, what you doing in my garden? And Jorge Jr. just munching away. He just... And couldn't see me because of the leaf. And I said, Jorge Jr., tell me, what are you doing eating my eggplants? I love eggplants. And again, and then he, I, I could see his nose and he, and you see the very thing he was eating on, the very thing that he was focused on was robbing him from the ability to see. 
the very thing that he's in, in, involved in is keeping him from hearing the voice of the great one. The one who created the garden. The one who planted the eggplants. The one who put the osmocote in the ground. The one who had sprayed it with miracle growth. Jorge Jr. was missing all that. What are you missing this morning? What are you so focused on? What are you so eating that you're not hearing? You're not able to see God. And so Jorge Jr., after we had a conversation for several minutes, Jorge Jr. got down low. And when he can't get too low, can't get back up. But when he got down low, he took his head out from under that eggplant and he saw that six foot one and a half Anglo standing there looking and talking to him. And man, he was gone in a second of time. But he had to get down low to see the one who was trying to communicate to him. The Bible says, if the Lord the old guy, young guy, combination of the two, we're better together. If the Lord delight in us, if the Lord dances with us, then he will bring us into the land and he will give it to us. And it is a land which flows with milk and honey. I've got on the screen Isaiah 64. And if you'll start, we got verse 4 up there. But if you'll start reading Isaiah 64, what Isaiah would say, Jesus, get on down here. That's what he says. He says, oh, that you would rend the heavens, that you would come down. And actually what Isaiah was saying to God is, God, you got to do something. God, you got to do something. I stood in my study a couple years ago when one of our boys had been out of work for about four years. He had had a medical problem, and with that medical problem, he had three small children and a wife, and with that medical problem, he couldn't work. And so Betty and I, families are families, and Betty and I were sewing into that. But I got up from my altar one morning and I looked up into the face of God and I took my fist like that. Now, I'm not, I'm not doing that to God now. I've got better sense. Come on now. But the Lord was speaking in my heart and I got up and I said, Oh God, you've got to do something with this situation. And in two weeks, he had a job. Wow. Wow, what am I trying to tell you? That when we move to activity in God, God moves to activity for us. Now, when you look at this passage of Scripture, there's two words you got to focus on. One is Jehovah God. It is Lord. Lord. Jehovah God, the God who never slumbers, slumbers or sleeps but brings activity. The second word is the word delight. And as, uh, Romans chapter 7 and verse 22, Paul said, For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. You've got to focus on two key men, the old guy and the young guy, Caleb and Joshua. And they're two givens he will bring. He will bring, and God has a good land for each of us. Now, I want to say something to you this morning. It's rough out there. 
It's rough out there. I want to say something to all you old dudes. I hurt. I hurt. And I hurt just about every day. And some days I hurt more than others. And at this pair of glasses I'm working, it's the third time they worked on them. But when I'm driving down the interstate and I go to pass an 18-wheeler, all of a sudden when he gets to a certain place in my lens, he's coming over. He hadn't moved a bit. But when I get to that point, he's coming over. And every once in a while, I'll do this. I forget that the glasses are the problem. You see, with old age, there are interesting situations. Amen. And with young people, oh, Betty and I at Holmes Bible College, I had a spiritual formation class last year, 37 students, and some of them were juniors and seniors, and only three had ever read the Bible through. 37 students. You see, we get them right after they are delivered from alcohol. We get them right after they have been delivered from drugs. And you talking about putting them in a Bible college situation when they're fresh from immorality and alcohol and drugs and all those things out there in the world? Wow. Spell it backwards. Wow. But God is telling us there's a good land ahead of us. We graduated 22 last May and 19 of the 22 are in full-time ministry already. And if I were to tell you some of their stories, wow. So here's the issue. If God has a good land for us, here is the issue. If God can bring us into the land, if, if, we, if he delights in us, then here is the issue. How do we get God to delight in us? I'm going to give you seven points. I've actually got ten, but I think I might make it through seven. The first thing that we do to get God happy with us, the first thing that we do to get God to delight in us, the first thing that we do to get God to approach us and take a... Oh, wow, did you see how beautiful she looked this morning? And the pastor had the audacity to say, turn and look. Wow, I wanted to take her by the hand and leave. Yeah. But for God to come and reach out to us and say, come and dance with me. The Bible says, but let him who glories, glory in this, I mean Jeremiah, that he understands and knows me that I am Jehovah God, the God of activity, exercising, loving kindness, judgment, righteousness in the earth. God says, for in these things I delight. How do we get God to delight in us? But the people, Daniel eleven thirty two. But the people that do know their God shall do exploits. How do we get God to delight in us? We pray. We just oh, this is deep preaching this morning. We just pray, and because prayer affects the divine, prayer 
cause angels to come. Prayer affects the demons. Prayer affects circumstances. I have set watchmen upon your walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace day or night. They're praying, they're praying. You that make mention of the Lord, keep not silence and give him no rest till he established, until he makes Jerusalem a praise in all the earth. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I will come and heal their land. How do we get God to dance with us? We know him. We know him. We know him. We have relationship with him and we pray and then God moves heaven and earth. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. How do we move God? We fast. When we fast, then your light shall break forth as the morning. I'm in Isaiah chapter 58. Your light shall break forth as the morning and your health shall spring forth speedily and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your real guard. How do we move God? We worship. We worship God inhabits the praises of his children. John 4, 23. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. How do we get God to move? How can we get God to get up out of his easy chair, pop the lever, and start dancing with us? And some of you, oh, if you'd start moving a little bit, we'd hear some bones, knuckles, and joints are popping and mm, it'll be I'm telling you something by being a Bible college president I'm learning some new moves yeah yeah how do we get God to move for us we move get up off your behonkas if you want God to if you want God to do something get up off your behonkas and you do something Worship him. Lift a hand. One of the things that we teach at homes is one of the things that really moves God, and it's not in my notes, is silence. I ask the students, give me two hours in the next week. No music. No iPhones. No iPads. Give me two hours. Just get along with God. Silence. And when we took the final exam and I said of all the things Pastor Thompson has said, what is the thing that moved God in your life more this whole semester than any other time? And they said it was that two hours of silence. Some of you never hear yourselves think. Some of you never know the voice of God. You can't hear the voice of God. The music. The sounds of the world are too much in your ears. But the Bible says he is touched by the believer's infirmities. How do we get God to do something? We obey. God said, but my servant Caleb, because he has another spirit within him and hath followed me fully, followed me fully, him will I bring into the land. Isaiah five fourteen. How do we get God to move? We disobey. We disobey. 
The Bible says the hands of our God is upon all them for good that seek him. But his power and his wrath is against all them that forsakes him. How many of you remember the old dime stores in Mount Olive? One of them was roses, right? And white. White. Martha, T, you know all things. Mama T, you know all things. I'm right, aren't I? Do what? You did. Amen. How many of you remember that long candy counter? Oh, have mercy. Have mercy. You could walk in there and you could get down where the light could hit it just right and you'd see all the nose prints. Or the fingerprint when people say this, this. Now, when Daddy would give us some money, Phyllis was very selective. She wanted some of this. She wanted some of that. She wanted three of these. I ordered one thing. That right there. I don't know what it's called. It, a caramel cream. God bless you, sis. Amen. Yeah, right there. I only have one. I got a second service. See me after the second service. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'd order. You see, Isaiah talks about God is moving on our behalf even when we don't recognize it. And Paul caught hold of the same verse in Corinthians and Paul says, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of a man the things which God has worked or prepared for you. I've come to tell you two things this morning, basically. I've come to tell you, he's got a Canaan for you. He's got a Canaan for you. And the second thing I've come to tell you is he can get you there. Not you. He can get you there. He is able to save unto the uttermost those that come unto God by Him. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. He is able to keep you from falling. He is able to make all grace abound toward you that you always having all suffering and all things may abound, abound to every good work. Our youngest grandson is Joshua. His brother is called Caleb. You think Papa had anything to do with that? Not really. It was just the Lord. But Joshua, three years old, he's a man. He walked up this week to his Nina's big table in the living room and just picked it up. I'd never seen him do that before. I say, Joshua, what did you do? And he turned and smiled at Papa and picked it up and dropped it. And because it sounded good and because Papa praised him, he just did it seven or eight times. And Nina, who heard about it, came in there and gave a little correction. Amen. 
can I tell you something? Like a little child who is experiencing the power of God the first time, you can do it in Him. Christ is able. Come on, Brother Kevin. Amen. What have I come to tell you today? I've come to tell you the challenges are out there. But I've come to tell you in your life the opportunities are tremendous. I've come to tell you in the presence of the Lord today there is a journey ahead of you. And in that journey, if the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into the land and he will give it to us. And it is a land which flows with milk and honey. Would you stand with me this morning? Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'd love to have the prayer warriors, if you would please come and maybe just stand around the front. Prayer warriors, come on. There's some people in the house this morning. For some time, you've seen what God really wanted in your life. You know the opportunities. You, you can see it. You can see it. But somehow, the challenges, it's an effectual door, but the challenges seem to be overwhelming. Overwhelming. If the Lord delight in us, then He will bring us into the land and He will give it to us. He will give it to us. Hear me, church. If you will move to activity, He will move to activity and do what you cannot do. In Jesus' name. I want some people by faith to walk out this morning and say, Lord, I can see Canaan. I can see it. I can see it. But there's a challenge that's keeping me from enjoying it. I can see it. Lord, I'm going to move because I want you to move. I want you, Lord, to do the impossible. Come on. Come on. Someone has a grandson that you haven't heard from for a long period of time. If you will move to activity, if you will move to activity, God will move on your behalf. Come on. Someone has a challenge that you can't put it together. You just can't put it together. You're afraid. There's fear. If you will move to activity, God will move to activity on your behalf. Come on. Some of you need to come and find a prayer partner. Come on. The Spirit of God in our midst today, the Spirit of God is calling. Come on. Some of you are struggling with some physical problems. Come on. If you will move to activity, if you will move 
to activity. God will move to activity on your part. You've got to make the first move. The old guy influenced the young guy. If the Lord delight in us, then He will move us. Move us. If the Lord delight in us, He will bring us into the land. Come on. Your inheritance. Holy Spirit of God, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. He's a good, good father. Hallelujah. He's a good, good father. Some in the house need Jesus. Start your journey. Start your journey this morning. If the Lord delight in us. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Do it, Lord. All across the house. All across the house. All across the house. Do it, Jesus. Do it, Jesus. Do it, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Lift your hands out there. Lift your hands in praise. Come on. Lift your hands in worship. Worship Him. Worship Him. Worship Him. In Jesus' name. Worship Him. Move to activity. Move to activity. Get your hands moving. Get your feet moving. Get your body engaged into the plan and the will of Almighty God for your life. You know what it is. You've spied out the land. Now He wants to bring you into your inheritance.